We met on the gram, became instant BFFs, and we're two girls here to empower women to be self-reliant. Hey, I'm Amy, founder of Alexa Athletica. And I'm Emily, the creator of Stami Tactical. And we are Not, Not Your, Your Average, Average Gun, Gun Girls. Girls. We're calling on our friends, industry insiders, and speaking to people about major moments in their lives. We talk guns, personal safety, shared lifestyle tips, and everything in between. So grab your coffee or your vav because you, you can, can sit with, with us. Oh my gosh, well you guys are in for a treat today because we are interviewing my favorite interviewer. The one, the only, the real Alex Clark. <laughs> <laughs> you may have heard her podcast. She is the host of The Spillover and your show is like my favorite. I, I binge listen, usually yes. when I'm on, usually like when I'm on the airplane and I just need to get caught up, but you have been having the most interesting. You have, yeah, you have the best guests. But I do. I want, before we get into it, I want to just say like, we had you on the sh- the last time we had you on the show. Uh, you hadn't. You were just signing on Returning Point, and your shows hadn't even started. You were really? just preparing, and it was just like you were just learning. Like you hadn't even stepped into this like role yet. You were just like, I don't know, is this right? What am I gonna do? Yeah. And then here you are. Wow, like, that just, is like wild. Like your yeah. growth and your success, and just like when. Like I was telling you the other night, like seeing you on stage, I was like, oh my gosh. Like I've seen you on stage at all of these events all the time, but like something about opening Friday night, like I could get choked up. Like I was just like, I can't believe this. This is freaking amazing. You are so awesome. I'm so proud. Like we are so proud to see you. This is what you would be doing when you stepped out of daytime radio, like prime time. Like you you guys had like one of the hit shows in Indianapolis. When you stepped out of that, did you have any idea this, like where you are today, is what you would be doing? I knew that I was leaving radio to work for Turning Point USA, that I had this idea of creating a show towards young women. I could never have imagined what this has turned into, like a sorority of women. like this year at Why To Be Less, everyone's been talking about it. There are so many young moms here. Uh, I think a lot of times yes. Yes. this event, uh, and it is still, but it, it was primarily marketed towards high school, college age girls. But now, and I really think that's because of my shows, um, it's a lot more young moms, young married women. There were so many babies here yes. this year. I know. Oh it, made me, it makes me so happy that this is a baby friendly. Like moms yeah. are just like, you know what? My baby might be crying or, hey, I'm going to put on my carrier and have my baby just sleeping, but I'm going to keep on doing what we're needing to do. When my audience has grown with me. So when I started, my audience was maybe just getting married or just graduating from college. Now they're all starting their families and we're all on the same age. I mean, I'm 30. I'm just not married yet. So uh, it's crazy because now I'm seeing how this event is evolving and now these women are bringing their kids and they came single before to these events. I just look at you when you're up there on this stage and the way that you converse and the way that you talk with them. I'm like, you were like their, it's not the mom, but you were like their leader. You were the troop leader for these ladies and they're watching you and you were bringing up these topics that I, I didn't have anyone else talking to me about these kind no. of topics. And, and we've talked about, yeah. about it before. It's like, 
you know, you always talk about when you're on stage about like the, the, the girls who come here by themselves, find a friend, things like that. And we've talked about it many times um, over this weekend about we don't know if we would have been so bold to like come by ourself. And like we didn't have anyone like you and no. we were growing up to like want to come and like to lead us. Yeah. Like it was so old fashioned to hear about like a, be a stay at home mom. Like we were from the yeah, generation. I was talking about daycare. I was talking uh-huh. about IVF, birth control. You're abortion. talking about all, all these like issues that like my mom always tried to talk to me about and she lived them out. I mean, my mom was a stay at home mom and she, but like, I think I was just from the generation that just wanted to push back against that. Yeah. And I'm so glad y'all are like circling back around because now that I do have kids, I'm like, wow. I mean, it took me a long time to get them in the first place. But like now that I have them, like there is just nothing better than this life. And I love that they have someone to look to that's actually promoting that. Well, and my main thing is, is, and I stressed this, I'm never trying to tell women this is the right way to be a mom. This is the right way to be a wife. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but I am trying to give you the information, the pros and cons of all of these different choices that we're faced with as women that we're going to have to make so that you can use that information to then make the best decision for yourself Mm -hmm. and others in your life that are important to you. And I think when it comes to things like birth control or uh, am I going to choose to be a working mom, but then I'm going to have to choose daycare. It's like nobody talks about the adverse side effects of daycare. Like, hey, you can do that, but just know that these are the costs. This this may be something to consider or may make you make a different decision. You just need to know about it. So that was very important to me to bring up this year. And it was also really fun. I wanted there to be a huge focus on health and wellness this year. Yeah, 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 the theme of this was very different. Like, did you choose the 70s theme? I didn't, actually. This is uh, the first year for YWS. Well, I didn't because I feel like theme. once once you you came on, like, YWS has always had, like, a pink theme. It it's was always just been girly. That was but it. then, like, you came on, and, like, YWS started having, like, like the branding. It started having just its, its own theme mm-hmm. and its own vision. And, yeah. like, you came in, and, and it was just, like... Oh my God, this is a vibe. Every, every YWS after you came, it was like, it was like a vibe. Yep. And like, what was like, this year's thing was like 70s. Yeah. Last and year was, uh, it was kind of like badass, yeah. uh, like vixen type of girl. Like, cause the like we're theme mad. was, we're, was we're pretty fed up. Yeah. Okay. So we're That's pretty, right. but we're fed up. We're mad. So it was very black and pink. And then the year before that it was, was Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. It, was, it was Capitalist Barbie because Barbie could only be a capitalist in America. She has all of these choices <laughs> and she could do all these professions. And so we ran with the Barbie theme, which yeah. is really fun so so when they came up with this theme what did you think about it and were you like how am I gonna tie this well into- they ran, ran it past me one girl okay. w- one girl her name is Margo that works at Turning Point USA she uh had this really cool idea for 70s and she said what do you think about this and she was just thinking she just thought 70s it wasn't you know, she didn't expand on that. And I was like, well, I do, I like the idea of 70s. I think that would be very cool just from a graphic standpoint, mm-hmm. aesthetic. It's very easy to decorate 70s. Yeah. Um, but I was like, how could we tie that into being conservative? And I thought, oh, well, duh, the 70s was, I mean, that was like the height of the feminist movement that you saw Roe v. Wade, you know, all these different things. So I thought, I said, that decade is perfect. It'd be like if conservatives were, were using the, that aesthetic, the 70s aesthetic, but now conservatives are taking back the culture mm-hmm. that the feminists set for us for the last 50 years. And we're saying, no, 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 we're rewriting the story because it hasn't worked out. You guys have had 50 years to do your little experiment on us as women. <laughs> we were your guinea pigs and it has sucked. And so now we're saying we're not doing this anymore. Right. Do you really see the younger women, the women your age, taking hold of this new narrative and making the choices that they need to make to live this out in their everyday life. 
Oh, yes. I can't tell you how many girls I've talked to t this conference this year. Uh, it's because of you that I decided to get off hormonal birth control. It's because of you that I changed my mind on abortion. Um, you know, I was I was m mushy middle pro-life. I was, I was pro-life with exceptions, mm -hmm. things like that. And, and then I, I totally changed. Um, you know, I decided to, to quit my job and be a stay-at-home mom. Or I decided to quit my job just for the first couple years of life, be stay-at-home mom, and then I'll go back to work when they're school age. Or I decided to start homeschooling. Um, my focus has always been coming to Turning Point USA is I wanted to be the culture person. I don't want to be the politics person. No. I am very pop culture, culture first. That's all my shows, all the content I make. Um, and I happen to be conservative. So I don't, I want my show to be very mass appeal. I want there to be subjects and guests that I talk to and stuff that anyone would maybe interested mm -hmm. in. It would pique their interest. And then they're like getting red pilled without even knowing it Yeah. because they're like, wait a minute, this girl's conservative, but she's like cool. And like, I would be friends with her and she's talking about things that I care about. And that, that's, that's very by design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you could, I mean, culture drives what is yeah. happening in a society. And I mean, the left has done such a great job of infiltrating all areas of culture from art to music to fashion to everything I mean they they own all of that so we've loved having you as a voice that steps in and says we're gonna do this a little bit differently so what other themes are being thrown around in yeah. the 70s oh well if I say it then it, oh. that means they might use them they might use it. <laughs> I'll tell you one I'll just I'll do this one so now we won't use it but um or maybe we will, who knows. But uh, one idea that I had was uh, doing everything like a, a dream sequence, a dreamscape, like like the types of, like like rainbows and clouds okay. and stars. So We're like, taking back the rainbow? No. Well, <laughs> just... Just a, a cute one, probably cute not one. now. It's so, it's like so th you know, controversial now. But, um, no, I was just thinking, like, uh, what you think of when you're dreaming, yeah. okay? Because I was going to be like, the left thinks that... Um, the, the left imagines like this perfect utopia, which is very unrealistic, mm. uh, wherever it's all rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so I was thinking something like that. There could be a lot of like, like pajamas like and like Candyland. slumber party. Yeah. yeah. Like, but, but cozy nighttime bedtime yeah. dream stuff. Do you think these girls are going to jump on board wearing pajamas to this I'll conference? Just probably would one we, day. we will. I Maybe. we could have pulled it off for the last day. Like Sunday, just yeah. the Sunday, the last day, come in your pajamas. It's going to be like feathers and row. It's going to be like glam. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've seen these girls that show up at this thing. They go all out. Yeah. For I, had a name. I had a name for this idea. Now I can't think of what it was. <laughs> but it was like... Uh, I don't know. Not your, oh, in your dreams. Oh, that's good. The yeah. theme was going to be called in your dreams that we're going to do this leftist utopia. That was it. That was it. That was my idea. <laughs> so I had that vision um, and then we ended up going with it. So who do knows? you I dream like about YW, like the next one as soon as this ends? Usually when I'm walking through the airport after this event every year, I'm starting to think, what could we do next year? And yeah. then they usually call me, the events team usually calls me into a meeting around January uh, after Christmas. And they're like, all right, let's start thinking about YWS. Like, yeah. give us some of your ideas. Let's see what Why we Why the switch for you from politics to more health and wellness? Because I've been seeing, you've been taking, you know, a little bit of heat, a little bit of some people are just not really sure. They were like, I followed you for pop culture. Now you're yeah, trying to get me on birth control. Look, I you like know, both. Like I just want to be able to talk about, here's the thing on all my platforms, and this is how I was when I was in radio. I just want to talk about things that interest me. Right. As I'm getting older, things that interest me now at 30 did not interest me at 25. Exactly. I never gave two craps about daycare or home birth or whatever, but now I'm at the age Or where, homeschooling. Or homeschooling. <laughs> yeah. I never cared. I, I was like, whatever, do what you want. And then I realized, oh, that's like actually very irresponsible to tell women 
just do whatever you want. That's not okay because there's other people you're affecting if you have a family. Mm -hmm. Um, And so anyway, you know, and God willing, I will have a family one day. It just hasn't happened. It's not like I'm purposely putting it off. It just hasn't happened for me yet. But um, yeah, I wanted to just have a show. So I like covering pop culture with pop politics, but then I wanted to have a show with the spillover where I could dive into that more serious side of my Mm -hmm. personality and cover things like true crime, health and wellness, just fascinating storytelling, interviewing people with crazy stories, like this guy that uh, did his family business was exorcisms growing up. I mean, like, that's the kind of, yeah, I I missed that one. Yeah. Oh, you gotta go back. You gotta go back. It's one of the most talked about episodes. Him and his dad would do exorcisms from their living room. His entire childhood. What would they charge per exorcism? <laughs> I did. There like was no charge. Right? There was no charge. But, but you know what I did? So I how's said, that a business? Is, I said, "What is the what is the aftercare? <laughs> like you just just shake their hand and send them out. Like what happens? Yeah. And so I asked them. I said, "From the moment they like come up to the door, do they call you ahead of time? Is it by appointment? Uh, you know, all of this. Like I did ask all of this stuff. <laughs> did they create an app, like a subscription based app right. at this point? Like secretary. you can get your yeah. Well, the, the the dad, I guess, of this family himself. <laughs> he was a member of the Church of Satan. He gets saved, and then so he, the demons came out of him. Now, listen, this is all you, you listen to the story, yeah. you decide if you want to believe it or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was very interesting, I was, it was very compelling. But, like, so he talks about how he was possessed, and then 12 demons were expelled from him one night. Jesus, like, saved him, and then he became a Christian, and he was like, Okay, I gotta help other people with this. And so, he in the town, he just became known as this guy that could help you with exorcisms. And I said, Well, what are the types of people that need exorcisms? Is it all Wiccans, you know, or, or the people you would picture? And he said, No, it could be anybody. It was like teachers, coaches, you know, business professionals, bankers, it could be anybody. And I'm Why like, does this what? town have so many demon possessed people <laughs> in it? Like, yeah, where, is, where, the, where, where, where is, is it? Where is this? Yeah, like what's going on in this town? I heard this guy is writing a book, but I said, I said, this story, you know, if it's true, this should be optioned to Hollywood. It is, he described in the moment, like what it looks like when a demon comes out of people. Oh my gosh. It is the craziest episode. So anyway, that's on the spillover. It was uh, last Halloween, our episode. So, (laughs) you know. Very fitting, fitting. very fitting (laughs) Halloween story. So, yeah. Yeah. So I just, I have this serious side of me and where I'm in, I'm very curious about a lot of different subjects, but that doesn't fit in politics because the, the, branding of pop politics is that it's a pop culture show. So I can't be talking about exorcisms and doing all this on that show. So I needed another show to kind of explore all that. Uh, and that's what the spillover I mean, that's as. the beauty of like creating content and having these avenues to produce content. Cause you can do, you can have your three, four, five different kinds of like areas of, of what, of niche of what you want to talk about more serious stuff, true crime, wellness, yep. pop culture, like, I mean, I, that's what I love about it is like you can get a little, you can get a, fl- a little flavor of everything. Yeah, you've opened my eyes. I mean, I, you were hitting hard on this birth control stuff mm-hmm. and I just didn't, I've never been on birth control. So I didn't know. Well, because you met your husband when you were two and a half. Well, yeah, yes, I, I did. I Basically did. But, but, you know, hearing all these stories and just having girls come up to you and tell like these little stories of what was going on with them and how they're tracing it back. To, like, I just had no idea. They're not talking about this in other circles, I don't feel like, or maybe I just no. follow you so closely that that's what's going on. I mean, I, mean, I didn't know that the doctor's w- not sharing these. No, but I didn't no. know that there was a, you needed to, when you come off of birth control, that there needed to be like a transition, you know, yeah. like I didn't, I didn't know that till listening to you mm-hmm. yeah. when I was younger and got off birth control, I just got off birth control. Yeah. It just, like you just stopped your taking body it. So many nutrients that you need to be aware of. Like I need to be eating more of these types of foods at that time. I need to be supplementing, you know, right. with these vitamins and that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's a, it's what's interesting about the, the health and wellness stuff and the birth control stuff. That is, is such a unique thing for conservatives to be talking about that 
that is a nonpartisan topic. Right. right. That there is no, there is nothing particularly conservative about it. There's nothing com- particularly left. It's just very pro-woman. It's just pro-woman mm-hmm. to understand and yeah. know your body and, and being healthy and all that kind of stuff. And again, I think talking about health and big food and big pharma, that's something very important for conservatives because we don't want to rely on the government. Yeah. We know that the, all the big suck, big pharma, big fertility, big food, it's all part of this grand business scheme right. to manipulate us and make money off of yeah. us. They don't have our best interest at heart ever. But not just conservatives. Like, they don't have anyone's no, best anyone, interest. No, yeah. anyone. Like, conservatives especially because we know how corrupt. We're, we're very yeah. uh, comfortable being like, oh, yeah, the government is corrupt. Don't trust the government. Right. But then we'll be like, oh, we trust, like, big food. We trust big pharma. Uh, I mean, not as much anymore. We trust our water that's coming yeah. out oh, of the... our water. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah started on tap water. So it's like all of these things, though, that conservatives should be talking about being more self-sufficient, mm-hmm. uh, having more control and autonomy on, on what's going on with you. More self-reliant. Right, That's right, what we yeah. say well, about the Second say, Amendment, like, we too. We talk about, like, you know, taking responsibility for your safety, and we lo- and, and that's in a... Uh, self-defense situation, but it's also taking, per, you know, responsibility for your safety and your body. You know, exactly. it's like, it's the same thing. You need to be advocating for, for yourself, for your body, yeah. your needs. And if you're not getting it from your healthcare professionals and you need to start going yeah. somewhere else. Well, so the self-reliant right. notion shouldn't just be a conservative notion. No. Like you should be able to know how do I, how do I grow food? How right. do I rely on what God has given me right here and not have to rely on a government and not spills over into all areas of your life, which is why we're always like, we think it's so funny that people on the left get so mad about two-way issues, especially those that champion, you'd say that they're the champion mm-hmm. of women's rights, right? Right, Because they're the first ones that want to take away your second amendment. I'm like, oh, so you want to leave us vulnerable to mm-hmm. men that are bigger, stronger, and faster than us. Okay, yeah. makes a lot of sense, but this is not a Democrat-Republican issue. Everybody right. can benefit from from this. And it's just funny how it, it has to almost be like taken back as, as a conservative narrative, when in reality, these are just like American fundamentals. <laughs> well, you know, what's the left become? The left has just become transgender activism. I mean, that's what I think of. What, what, what are you doing that's important at all? I think conservatives now have expanded. I think we're very pro. We are pro-environment. We just have, we have smart ways to help conserve the environment. Um, you know, not a green agenda, socialist crap. Um, and pro-woman and all of these different things. I think the conservative movement has so much more to offer women at this point, especially in 2023 more than any other time. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're just, I think we are so multifaceted and interesting and um, have so much more depth to us than any other time in political history, in my opinion. Yeah. 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 No, uh, I mean, it's just been, this has been an awesome weekend. Have you had a favorite, do you come to these things saying, I mean, I know you've heard most of these speakers before. Do you have anyone that you just really look forward to hearing? Well, this year I was so excited to hear Yomi Park. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. Where are their speeches up yet? Like I've been yes. trying to, okay. I heard On a clip. On the Turning Point USA YouTube, I believe. Okay. I didn't, or the, the whole USA clip Instagram. wasn't there. Her oh. story though made me cry. Like, oh, every time. It's people need to go. If you couldn't come to this, you, if the full video is up on their YouTube, Turning Points YouTube, you need to watch it. She's a North Korea defector. If you don't know, I mean, you probably know. She's been on every single podcast in America. She's a number one New York Times bestselling book. I mean, she's very, very famous telling her story about escaping North Korea. But, you know, she talked about how she knew escaping that three generations of her family would be punished. Eight. Up eight? to eight generations. How do you make that decision? This is what I want to ask her. How do you make that decision to 
do that knowing that all those people are going to suffer then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so horrific. Yeah. I know. Well, I think what was so compelling for me was like she's sitting in a university that most people would only dream of ever getting into or going to. And she's sitting in this university and they are hating on capitalism and she's just sitting there shocked. Like, if you even knew what I just came from, you would not be fighting right. for communism in your country. Yeah, like, exactly. Like everyone needs to hear her story because it was just, I mean, now that is the absolute extreme of communism, obviously, but it is just horrific what was happening. So you're looking forward to hers. Who else? Anyone else? Oh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, every year I like Ali Bestucki um, and her and our friends. So I, I always love listening to her speeches. I, I didn't get to watch on the main stage, but I was, um, had it playing the live stream while I was getting my makeup done that morning. So I listened to her, uh, Benny Johnson's, uh, Q and a this year I thought was hilarious. Like so funny that I don't know if you guys saw, there was like a girl, she's like, well, I'm 14 and I have a very conservative brother. He was raised right. He knows right from wrong. Um, and he's a little bit older than me, but he's dating this girl. She is a total lib and I need help. At 14. What do I tell him? Yeah. She's like, what do I tell him? He is so clueless. And it was just, she was so direct and witty and funny about like we gotta help my brother you guys we're gonna save oh him oh my gosh and yeah. it was so great and uh that was just fantastic did were you there did you because you had all this was friday so you i don't know where you were after you had gotten off stage but i believe like lara trump was on mm -hmm. and uh, her she, legs is that what oh you're my, talking about well no, no i'm talking about her talk, arms you should have seen her legs her body aaron elmore told me it was um the special type of pilates lagrange lagree lagree well, yeah lagree I was like, you and Laura only do Legree three times a week. So if I start doing that three times a week, my arms she are going like to look that like that. Three, she only does it three times a week. That's what like Aaron that. said. I don't believe it. We got to ask her. Ask her on our group text. Be like, Aaron, is this for real? Yeah, I need yeah. to know. I think she runs a lot too, but I'm like, I've never seen muscle tone well, like no, that. She's got and those like Carrie Underwood legs. Yeah, she's got the Carrie Underwood legs. Yeah. But no, I wasn't going to talk about her legs. I was talking about you were talking about Q and A, oh. and like, did what you happened? see the Q the Q and A with Lara? Like, some a girl came up and and I can't remember. I think she, I want to say she had to have been like eighteen. I don't know, but I don't know what drove her to this. But she's like, I was looking for you all over the hallways because I wanted to show you that I got this tattoo. What? And she um, pulls her lip down. No. Yes. And she had Trump, Trump <laughs> tattooed on her in her lip. <laughs> we're like, wait, what? Because so like we were things. like, because like you know, like the Q and A start, and you kind of like start listening to like kind of like where the question is going, and then like you're just like you kind of like then half like if it's not something you're that interested in, and so like she starts talking about like following you around the hallway, and like Crystal and I were just kind of like you know like looking around, like just kind of, and then all of a sudden we're like lip. Tattoo, we're like, wait, wait, what? Did they zoom in? No, oh, they didn't. God. But like, Lara was like, wait, can you come up here? And like, she didn't get on the stage, but she got like closer and she's like, oh, she's like, oh my gosh. Okay. You never That's know what's going to happen. Yeah, that is some dedication <laughs> right there. That. Yeah. So you come to Young Women's Leadership Summit with Journey Point USA and uh, you're going to have inside jokes, you're going to have memories, there's going to be some there's crazy so stuff. There's so many, so many good memories. Yeah. So what's next for Alex Clark? Well, trying to think, what is next? I mean, um, when we get back, I am going right back into filming spillover episodes, and uh, we're building up this real Alex Clark brand on YouTube that you should be following. Um, and uh, just search for Alex Clark on YouTube. Follow, I believe the channel is called Politics for now. I think we're going to change the name, but. 
we are making incredible, like well-produced long form videos where I'm going deep into certain subjects. So I have Poplitics, which is my pop culture show, but I also have all this other content on YouTube. Uh, and then of course you can watch Spillover interviews on YouTube, but Spillover is, is anywhere you get your podcast. Yeah. We had Annabella on yesterday oh, and I was, yeah. I was dying because I was listening to her episode on the plane and I, and I had this vision of, you know, this Mount Holyoke, uh, like oh, crunchy. Like Barbie. The, yeah. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I got it. I need to go see what this girl, not at all what I was expecting you're like, from. Whoa, yeah. you're a dime. Yeah. Like yes. she, she so, is the exception to how we picture like every socialist feminist because she's somebody that is, is a <laughs> former feminist leftist who worked for Hillary well, Clinton. Right. You're listening to the show and you're hearing all these things. So yeah. you're, so you're building you're this. Thinking like, she's a blue hair person. No, this girl <laughs> looks like Margot Robbie. It is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was an amazing episode. I love it. So you can catch amazing guests on Alex's show. Go ahead, tell them everywhere where they can find you or the best places that they can listen to your show. Find you on, and connect with you on Instagram or wherever you where can, you're most active. You can follow me on Instagram at Real Alex Clark, and then subscribe to the Spillover anywhere you get your podcasts. You are going to find stories, like I said, anything from exorcisms to uh, child psychologists, uh, true crime. Uh, survivors, every single thing, health and wellness experts that you could think of uh, that's that's fun and interesting, homeschooling. Every week is a totally different interview with somebody else. Uh, it comes out every Friday, so do not miss it. I, I think it is the most unique show in the conservative It is, I movement. love it. Yeah. Because, and also it not is. every episode is political. So there's, sometimes there's nothing political right. at all. It's just interesting stories and subjects. So anyone will like it. Yeah, wonderful. And then right before you leave, Alex, we have three rapid-fire questions for you. Oh, these are good. Okay, mm -hmm. what is the best advice you've ever received? <gasps> um, the best advice I've ever had. Can you edit this out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I'm thinking. <sighs> I hate this question. I know, I do too. It always throws me off. Because I'm like, had you asked me in a normal conversation, I would have just yeah, given you but my, this is the point. my best advice. Yeah. Anything Charlie's ever said? Anything from What about your just, mom? Maybe not the best advice you ever see, but maybe just a, uh, something someone said. That's stuck that with it's, you. Yeah. What's a piece of advice that has really stuck with you? It matters more how you make people feel than what you say. I love that. So... Even if I'm saying some really fire facts mm -hmm. to somebody, if I'm saying it in an aggressive, mean, angry tone, I have no compassion behind the words that I'm saying, especially on touchy subjects that we talk about as conservatives, like abortion or what have you. If I am not saying it uh, with a lot of heart, it's just going to go over their head. And uh, that, that's been very helpful. Great. I love that. I f finish the sentence. I feel best when... When I'm in a t-shirt, underwear, no bra, all my makeup's off. Eating chicken nuggets. I have, I have my iced chai tea latte on the couch. Are you still eating chicken nuggets like every day? No, no. I'm like very She's like, on the health and wellness kick yeah, now. So you're like off, off chicken nuggets. Okay. As yeah. much as possible. Now this conference, I'm so seed oiled up right now, I could probably explode. <laughs> but uh, typically I'm really trying to eat yeah. whole foods yeah. and things like that now. All right, oh the final gosh. question. Hope you're prepared for this last oh. one. What would have to happen to have you not support Taylor Swift? <gasps> the world would have to end 
Jesus is coming back, you know, so she doesn't matter anymore. She'd have to, like, personally come out and attack me. <laughs> Otherwise, I think I'm ride or die. All right. Through thick and thin, baby. Kanye again. I was there. I've never wavered. I've never That's wavered. True, you I get it. She's she's a, look. She's a leftist. She's, she's gonna vote Democrat. That's fine. I and I don't. And I just I don't think about it. I call her out when she's wrong. It's not like I just like live in a fantasy land. I think she's right. No, I think she's wrong on her political and cultural takes. However, everything else I adore and love and. Respect. So, question: Do you get on these like boycotts with like? Do you shop at Target? Are you like a target? Uh, Do you boycott? No, I'm not. I, well, first of all, I'm not a target. This has not been hard for me because I am not a target person in general anyway. Yeah, I don't. I'm I don't, not a target person. I, I don't do care. I do not get yeah. the hype yeah. on target. I never, ever have yeah. my whole life. So to me, it's like I never shop there except like once in a blue moon. I need like a, a bag for a birthday party. Right. So I don't go. So that's been fine. That's been easy. Um, I don't drink Bud Light. So, <laughs> you know, that's been easy. So, yeah. Now, um. Wait, so then where do you get, like, your just daily essentials of, like... So certain things, I do try to make different changes. So, like, uh, I was a diehard Mac person for very, very a, a very long time. I stopped using them. I stopped using Benefit Cosmetics because they donate so much to Planned Parenthood. If I can find an alternative product that I like just as much, I will switch. Yeah. Like, a conservative-owned product that mm -hmm. I like just as much. I have done that with Mimi Skincare. Mm -hmm. I love their skincare, conservative Christian-owned company. Um, and I have done that with Garnier Tampons. Also, it is a superior product to Tampax. So I prefer that. Now, some stuff that conservatives come up with, I'm sorry, but it's just not as good. Like, you know, some of these legging companies and stuff, well, besides yours, which that's concealed carry wear, but other active wear, like regular, not yeah. concealed carry, I haven't been that impressed compared to like a Lulu yeah, or something right. like that. So, you know, until that alternative is invented, I am very case by case. And yeah. I think that's a sane way to go about things. Sure. Yeah, yeah, there are of people. Course. You yeah, you have to. Every time I, I post about Taylor Swift, I get, I get 50 messages, 50 to 100 messages. I, how dare you support her, use her music on a video or whatever? Well, I'm always just interested in diving in like, okay, what point, what's the breaking point with some people when they choose to like boycott no something? Yeah. Like, because it's very hard to be 100% consistent. Like, I'm going to boycott this company because of this, but I'm still supporting this company and they probably do this too. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, it's here's what I always tell people. If you were to boycott every single leftist-owned company, we would be living under an overpass and a cardboard box. <laughs> we would have nothing. Our phones, our transportation. Well, well, exactly. Yeah. Well, what would we do? We can't, we literally, like, the hotel that we're hosting an amazing conservative women's conference in that's changing lives and changing the country for the better still has a pride flag flying outside. It's like, so what, what will we do? Where will we go? You know what right. I mean? We would be totally helpless, yeah. rendered homeless, essentially. So I, it's like unrealistic to say never ever use a leftist owned product. It's unrealistic. This is very unrealistic. Yes. Yeah. So, so do what you can where you can. Make a difference On the where issues you can. that are important yeah. to and you. Don't and don't yourself yeah, up over right. it. Mm -hmm. don't be, if some, people, some women are like, in my small town, I live in this tiny podunk town, I only have Target and a 7-Eleven. Right. I have no choice. I have to go to Target. To go to Target. Well, Target. then obviously, then you're going. Like, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Alex, we Thank love having so you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was an amazing event and definitely go like, subscribe, and follow Alex on all the platforms that she mentioned. We will put it in the show notes below. But um, hope you guys have enjoyed all these fabulous guests, fabulous guests that we have had at YWLS. And of course, we'll bring it to you again next, next year, year. 2024. <laughs> Can't wait to see what that theme is. Yep, absolutely. Thank you guys.
not your average gun girl show and its related companies. Alexa Athletica LLC and Stami Tactical LLC shares information that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. A reminder that laws vary for each state, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. Any items, services, products, and advice mentioned during the Not Your Average Gun Girl show should be used at your own discretion in accordance with your local and state laws, and you should follow applicable manufacturer's instructions. Not Your Average Gun Girls, Alexa Athletica LLC, and Stami Tactical LLC cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared.